Gitin daf lamin aleph. The last thing we're discussing was Israel who told the Levi that he has maaser by him. We don't have to worry about tumat maaser in that pile, but if he gave him a set amount, kor maaser you do have to worry about tumat maaser in that pile. And we didn't understand what it meant, so Abaye tried explaining that we're talking about Israel trying to buy back that maaser from the Levi. And the Gemara pushed that back. Then Rav Mishashia tried explaining that we're talking about. Israel who owed Trumat Maaser to Elevi's father, and we pushed that away. And Rav Asher explained we're talking about a situation where a Maaser pile was left by Israel for Elevi's father. And the question is, does the Levi himself have to give Trumat Maaser? If he didn't set an amount, then the, the Levi has to give him Trumat Maaser. And if he did set an amount, for example, you have a core by me that belongs to your father, then he doesn't have to give Trumat Maser because we hold that the owner gave the Trumat Maser already. And with that, we are starting Lamed Amud Bet, four lines from the bottom, where it says Vechiyeshlo. So the question now is Vechiyeshlo Reshut Trum Trumat Maser. Trumat Maser is what the Levi has to give to the Kohen. How could you say that the owner, who's Israel, is giving Trumat Maser? How could he just skip over the Levi? He can't do the Levi's Maser for him. My answer is in yes he could and we in this uh, brayta is like Abayl Azar ben Gamla he detanya Abayl Azar ben Gamla Omer ben Shav lachem terumatchem it is considered your truma bishte terumot akatuv medaber the pasuk is talking about two terumot a hot teruma gedola the teruma gedola which Yisrael uh, has to give to the kohen that original uh, truma the hot terumat maaser that the Levi has to give to the kohen and it's coming to teach us that. The same way what what Israel has to give to Kohen can be given by estimate and by thought. You don't have to have exact numbers. Really, anything works for Teruma Gedola, even a little bit, but there's a Anyan to give it through thought. That's why when you give it through an estimate or a thought, you want to give a nice piece to the Kohen and you'll give more. And then Hachamim made a number like 140, 150, 160. And as far as different explanation that they could be given, estimate and thought, meaning you don't actually have to say anything, you could just eat the food while thinking that this section over here is going to be Trumot and Masrod. Either way, the same way Trumagdola could be given with estimate and thought, Kach Trumat Maaser, Nitelet Be'omedu Mahshava, same thing Trumat Maaser, which the Levi has to give to Kohen, can be given through estimate and thought. And even though Trumat Maaser has an exact number, it has to be one-tenth of one-tenth, it's, uh, that's the way it works, still, it's allowed. And Uqshem Sheyesh Lareshut Lebaalabayt Litrom Trumagdola, and the same way uh, the owner has the the right to give Terumagdola whatever the one forty to one fiftieth to the Kohen, So he also has permission to give Trumat Maaser and while skipping over the Levi. Now the next Mishnah, If a person wants to leave a certain crop, let's say wheat, in a let's say in a pile, this is my Truman Masrot pile. So every time I get uh, wheat, I'll just take out from this section and it will count for the new wheat. And although in general you shouldn't be doing that with Truman, it has to be next to each other. We we're talking about the Avad, uh, stressful situations like Shabbat, Yom Tov, uh, when you have no choice, then you could uh, do such a thing. But either way, the idea is to leave it over there on the side 
and take as you need. Or or you have a stack of cash that every time I have to give Maaser Shani, I could just transfer the Kedusha from the, uh, to this cash. It's right here on the side. You could continue doing this uh, arrangement and you could you don't have to worry that something happened to those fruits or to that cash. Let's say you open the closet and the cash is not there or you open the closet and the food's not there. You have to worry about 24 hours. And the Gemara will explain what exactly that 24 hours means. This is the very Rabbi Al-Azhar. Now, a different halacha, Rabbi Uda Omer, Prakim, there's three times a year, but we have to check the wine to see if not it didn't become, uh, become spoiled, it didn't become vinegar. Bekidum shel hag, right before the ending of the Sukkot holiday. That's when uh, fall starts. Ubohot sa'at semadar, when the grape buds uh, uh, coming out, that's around springtime. And when water goes into these small grapes, it starts to become bigger, meaning around the, the summer uh, season. Uh, meaning you have to check the, the wine as seasons change to see maybe the wind did something that will make it spoiled. And the Gemara starts, We said, that if I have fruits or money uh, stored away, this way I could give through Motan Mahasrot, I don't have to worry, and if they got lost, I have to worry about Ma'it La'it 24 hours. So what does that mean, you have to worry 24 hours? So there's a makhluket. Rabbi Hanan Amar, Ma'it La'it Shil the last 24 hours from when you open that closet. So let's say you open the closet Friday at 3 p.m., uh, then uh, you have to go back to Thursday at 3 p.m. Anything in the, any tumult masrat you give in that 24 hours, you have to worry that there's a problem with me. And now they're, they're tevil misafek. You don't know. It's, it's a big problem. He's even more mahamir. And he says, You have to worry from whenever the last time you check this closet, you have 24 hours, and after that, you have uh, you have to worry. So let's say the last time you checked it was uh, Sunday at 3 p.m., you have till Monday 3 p.m., the hazakat, they were there, and then everything from Monday 3 p.m. till when you open it now is a problem. And the Gemara is trying to If they got lost, you have to worry about 24 hours. According to Rabbi Yohanan, who said it's 24 hours to the last time you checked it, Shapir, it makes sense. But according to Rabbi Azar, who said it's 24 hours after the last time you checked it, it's supposed to say, meaning you have to worry up to 24 hours after the last check. And the Gemara says, really, the language of the Mishnah would be a problem with Rabbi Azar. Now, we learned in the Mishnah that if the fruits that you set aside to do the whole Trumotum thing, if they got lost, you have to worry from Laet Laet, which is 24 hours. That's according to, to Rabbi Al Azar. Now, you should just know Rabbi Al Azar in the Mishnah is always Rabbi Al Azar ben Shamoa. That's Tam Rabbi Al Azar, Rabbi Al Azar ben Shamoa. And in the Gemara, it's Rabbi Al Azar ben Pedat. So, the very Bil Azar, that would be Ben Shamoa. And the Gemara now starts, Amar Bil Azar, which is Ben Pedat. He's the Amora. Halukin alav haverab al Bil Azar. The other Tanaim are arguing on Bil Azar in our Mishnah. They hold that we don't hold uh, that Hazakah, that they're still there. Meaning, if he comes one day and he sees that the, everything is lost, or the money is lost, the fruits are lost, 
then you have to fix everything you did up until that point. You can't rely up to 24 hours. Not this way, not that way. You can't rely 24 hours. There's a mikveh. They measured it. You see that it's uh, not uh, 40 se'ah. It's missing. All the taharot, anything that they tried to purify in that mikveh, going back retroactively to the last time it was checked, whether it's the mikveh in Rishut Ayahid, where if there's a safek, then it's tameh, whether it's in Rishut Rabim, where it's a, usually it's a safek, it's a, usually tahor, in both it's tameh. Why? Because they hold that you don't go back to when's the last time, right? Like, they don't have any of that stuff. Everything up until then is no good, and you have to fix it. And this goes against Rabbi Al-Azhar in our Mishnah, who said that you could go back to, tw- to the 24-hour period before you checked, or the 24-hour period after the last time you checked. And the Gemara says, Pshita the Halukin. Well, of course they argue on Rabbi Lazar. What's the, what's the, the question? So the Gemara explains, When we say, in this Mishnah of the Mikveh, what does that mean retroactively? I would have thought it means, it means uh, the 24 hour period, one way or another. No, they totally argue, and everything up until the last time was checked is not kosher. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, three times a year we have to check to see if the wine got sour, and this way you could continue doing Tana, We have a bright that says, This is Davka when Sukkot comes out more or less around when the fall season starts where the solar year and the lunar year are basically simultaneous. Okay, so it's more or less the same, then it fits in perfect. Then you know at the change of the season is when the wine can become sour. That's why you have to check it. But if that year it came a little bit early and it's still the summer season, then you don't have to check because even if there's a wind, it's not going to ruin the wine. Tanya Three times a year, they sell the crop before the planting season so people could plant. And during the planting season, just the way if someone ran short, you could buy more. And about two weeks before Pesach. Three times a year, they sell wine. Two weeks before Pesach. Two weeks before Shavuot. And two weeks before Sukkot. And when it comes to oil, the season is anytime after Shavuot. What do you tell me all this? Partners, if someone has partnered with someone else in a business, let's say they're selling oil, you know if this is the time you're allowed to sell without asking the other partner because it's the selling season. Anything before that, the other partner can stop you and say, hey, you, we're supposed to hold on. Right now, it, it could be too low, it could be too high, or something's going to go wrong. Don't sell. But once it's the selling season, you don't even have to ask your partner, just sell. So after these dates, what's the halacha? Every day, it's, it's time. So let's say the, the season is uh, two weeks before Pesach. After that, it's uh, selling season. Just, just sell, just get rid of it. Now, the idea with the changing of the season, there's an eastern wind that comes off hard and it can ruin things. 
And once we're on that eastern wind, the Gemara starts, This is talking about Yonah, when the sun came out, there was a eastern wind that was Harishit. My Harishit, what does that mean? When it blows, It makes rolls like a field that was plowed in the water. It makes big waves. If that's the case, is what's the shayachut that it's uh, the next pasuk says that the sun beamed on Yonah and he fainted? What do I care about the eastern wind? What does Harishit mean? When that wind comes in, it makes all the other winds quiet. Other winds are cold. This wind is so hot. It knocks out the cold from the other wind. This is exactly what it says. And Amar of Tahlifa, Barav Hasda, Amar of Hasda. When is your clothes hot? When does your clothes make you warm? When that southern wind that makes everyone cold, when it stops. How does it stop? The eastern wind comes and uh, kills it, and it goes back to being hot. When that eastern wind comes in, it makes all the cold winds stop. It brings the heat. Ravuna and Ravuna were sitting together. The Hacham called Geneva walked by them. And Amar had the Havren, one told the other one, Nekumi Kamesh, we stand up, the Baoriano, he's a Tamil Hacham, we should stand up. Amar Leidach, the other rabbi said, Mikame Pagaanekum, we should stand up from someone who's a Baal Mahloket. He's always fighting with people, we should give him Kavod. And the Meiri says, you see from here that Tamid Hacham should have a way with other Tamid Hachamim, he should be friendly in a way, otherwise, it gives them a right not to give him Kavod. And Rashi explains that this is going back to something that Mor Okva said on the Fazayin Amud Aleph. Mor Okva said in the She'elah to Rabbi Lazar, there's people who bother him, is he allowed to tell the government on them, and uh, so on. That's what we're talking about over here. So Adahachi, in the meantime, Ata ihu legabayhu. So this Geneva came to them. Amar lehu, so Geneva told them, Bemai askitu, what are you dealing with? So Amar lehu, we're dealing with winds, and the Hatam Sofer means the winds of people, the way people behave. They were trying to give him a message. So Amalehu, so he told them, Hachi Amarav, Hanan Barava, Amarav, Arba Ruchot Minashvot Becholyom. There's four winds that blow every day. Veruach Tsefonit Minashvet Alkulan. And the northern wind blows on top of everyone, meaning it sweetens them, it calms all the other ones down. Sheil Malek Ken, because if without that northern wind, Enaolamit Kayem Afushahat, the world can't last even one day. Veruach Deromit. And the southern wind is the hardest. And if it wasn't for this malach that looks like a hawk, which calms it down with his wings, it could destroy the entire world, this southern wind. Hashem's wisdom is that he sends this malach that looks like a hawk to calm the southern wind with its wings. They were sitting together. All of a sudden, Rav Nachman by Yaakov passed by them. He was sitting in this golden wagon. 
and there was a green cloak on top of that wagon. Rabba Azale Gabe, Rabba went to that wagon to give Kavod. Rav Nahman by Itzhak Lazale Gabe, he didn't go. And Rav Nahman by Itzhak explained, Amar Dilma Main Shed de Beresh Galutani, it's probably one of these government people sitting in that wagon. Rabba Tsarikh Lehu, Rabba needs them, and that's why he has to give them Kavod. I don't need them, that's why I'm not uh, giving them Kavod. I am the son in law of the Nasi, I don't have to do all that. Once he saw it was Rav Nachman by Yaakov in that wagon, then Rav Nachman by Yitzhak went to him. Now it was so hot that Rav Nachman by Yaakov picked up his sleeve because it was hot, because it was an eastern wind, and Amar, and the way he said it was, Shadiyan Ashib that like a shed was blowing a wind, because it was so hot, I meaning not necessarily a real shed, but it was just that's how hot it was. And Amar Abba, this is what Rab said about the, this eastern wind. A lady could have a miscarriage. When that eastern wind comes, even uh, this uh, pearl or this diamond in the in the ocean can be decomposed. Even the zera inside of a woman could get ruined. And Amar Nachman Ushloshtan, all three rabbis, Mikrai Hadashu, they were the Reshwan Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Kihu ben Ahim Yafri, Yavo Kadim Ru Hashem Midbar Ole, Veyevosh Mekoro. And the rest of the Pasuk says, Veyaharav Mayano, Hu Yishse Otsar Kol Keli Hemda. And the Gemara is Doresh, Yevosh Mekoro, he'll dry up the Mekor, the Mekor is the source. That's the baby that's inside the mother's stomach. That's the miscarriage. That's the that's inside a woman that gets ruined. That's the pearl in the ocean, like Shumuel explained. And Amar the Gedolim of Surah used to say, they would be medayek from the psukim. What does that mean? That something that's connected will be loosened. So even the handle of a shovel which is stuck in hard will be loosened from the eastern wind. Rabbi Yosef Amar explains differently. Even if there's a peg in the wall, it would also be loosened from that eastern wind. And Rabbi Haba Yaakov Amar, even if there's a reed that's sewed into a basket, it will also be loosened. Hadran Allah Kolaget. I will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.